0: Welcome, everyone, to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads! Once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have the Bucks dominations over the Warriors to cover from last uh, Thursday. Unfortunately, that that goes along with a 1-3 week after the last time I had recorded we went uh, 1-2. So... The Bucks have seen better days, to be sure. Starting to hear a little bit of the hushed whispers about um, if we should be concerned at all. Um, I, like most fans, are probably resigned to say no, uh, given that we're NBA champions. I might as well start off the show reminding everyone of that. But yeah, definitely not... A good feeling to lose to the Hornets and back to get in back to back games have uh, be swept in a be swept in a season series against the Toronto Raptors, uh, and then of course last night's game as of recording on January eighteenth at around six thirty p.m. last night on MLK Day. Uh, the Bucks gave up a huge run against the Hawks late after leading for about 43 and a half minutes of the game. So <laughs> all in all, things have been better, but it's also worth mentioning that we haven't had Drew Holiday the past six games, which checks out, of course, of course, other, of course, other teams are dealing with with their own issues as well. Um, but I really haven't seen a ton of news about uh, Drew Holiday's injury. Uh, of course, he's an enormous part of our team, so if it were more cause cause for concern, it would be all over social media, but it's really not perhaps blanketed by the Bucks' disappointing games recently. But uh, according to basketball reference, Drew is listed as day-to-day uh, with his sore ankle uh, after not playing last night. So about as close as uh, Drew can be to return without actually being back. Um, I have about four tabs of basketball reference open right now because um, Bucks fans might be looking back to last season when we missed Drew Holiday for an extended period of time. Uh, it was most of February, uh, really. But uh, Drew missed, let's see. Drew missed ten games. Pardon my pause to <laughs> count there, but Drew Drew missed ten games last season, and in games <laughs> in games two through uh, six, uh, the Bucks lost all five of those games. And luckily, that was our only five game losing streak of the year. Uh, the Bucks haven't been through been through that. Uh, this season I don't have the stats in front of me but that's a pretty safe uh, guess and I also noticed that in uh, both of the Bucks' three game losing, or I don't know, I get so twisted up now because I remember J.J. Reddick on his show talking about how you can't call something a streak unless it's five games, but um, besides the Bucks five game losing streak last season when Drew Holiday missed uh, 10 of those games, uh, the Bucks lost three games in a row only twice, otherwise, and in both of those uh, short stints, Drew did not, uh, did not play. And it turns out in that second three game stretch, there it was also a game against the Hornets that Drew Holiday had missed, so you got to think that if Drew were around, he particularly would have made made a tremendous difference against uh, those two losses in a row against the Hornets. Because uh, yeah, Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier really looked like world beaters out there. Uh, it also doesn't. Doesn't really aid Drew's all-star case either because he just lost to, although he wasn't able to help defend court, uh, the Bucks just lost to LaMelo Ball and Fred Van Vliet's teams twice in short order. Drew's last game was actually the first game we had spoken about on last week's episode, our second game against the Raptors. Um, And meanwhile, Darius Garland also won uh, the most recent Eastern Conference Player of the Week after the Cavs won four games in a row. And Garland um, averaged over 20 points per game. If I remember correctly, it was also like it was more like uh, 20 and 12. So 12 assists per game is... Nothing to scoff at, to be sure. And there I go. There I go rambling again. And then I have to go go back and make sure I confirm my information here to aid the listeners out there. But yes, over uh, Garland's past five games, so a little more than what he was given Eastern Conference Player of the Week for, Cavs have actually won five games in a row. During that time, Garland's averaged 20.8 points, 12.6 assists, and 6 rebounds. So um, I happen to follow follow Basketball News on uh, Instagram. And they definitely weren't um, one of my earliest follows. Um, as all my social media has gradually become just another place for me to look and see something about basketball, but they have some really awesome graphics there, especially lumping guys together right now. With All-Star coming around, they uh, prompted people to rank uh, Drew, Garland, Van Vliet, and LaMelo Ball. And uh, I'd say it was a mixed bag, of course, whenever you go to the comments section. It's uh, maybe not the most, uh, reliable information, but yeah, Drew's naturally pretty polarizing. I saw him both ranked number one of those four, but also ranked last in any event, um, might as well get into the basketball action here, going in chronological order, starting with the second, um, game in a row against the Hornets and fortunately a second loss in a row after a clutch LaMelo ball runner over uh, Wesley Matthews as the Bucks lost 99 to 103. The Bucks starters in that game were Chris Middleton, Wes- Wesley Matthews, Jordan Nuara, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Bobby Portis. Hornets starters were LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and Mason Plumley. Presumably their uh, preferred starting lineup. I know we played them earlier, and they had B.J. Washington starting at the 5, who's really interesting pro- prospect that I like a lot, but um, doesn't have quite the same size as Plumley. The... Hornets went on a 13-0 run at some point in the first quarter and I noticed it was right around the time when Giannis had left the game so go figure and by the end of the first quarter the Hornets also held the second chance points advantage with uh Hornets having seven second chance points, but the Bucks having nil as the Hornets led 19-28 after one. Chris Middleton with five points and three assists to Terry Rozier's uh, 11 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Uh, however, the Hornets also only made one basket for, for a bit of time to start the second quarter and the Bucks would on a... Fourteen to four run from the eleven and a half to the six minute mark. That included, included, unfortunately, Bobby Portis uh, being swatted by Miles Bridges, but then Sandro Memokelishvili got Portis back at, uh, by sending Bridges' shot uh, all the way into the stands, which was even more shocking sight for. Uh, Bucks fans, of course, Mamu, known more for his offensive versatility, but uh, his energy has been greatly appreciated throughout. A, uh, you know, as with every team, uh, as the Bucks have dealt with, have dealt with injuries, of course. Uh, nominally, as I see it, forcing Chris Middleton to really be our point guard for a while without uh Drew in the lineup and. We also got Hill back, uh, just recently, but he was in the protocols. Uh, so shout out to Mamu cause really, um, we are having to ask a lot of our big men this year, given that that's our weakest point at the moment without Brooke. And, uh, of course, sacrificing, uh, PJ for some more, uh, some more depth, more on the wing. One, one other fun note, I guess, from this uh, point of the game was after Bridges swatted Bobby, uh, I believe uh, Bridges and Bobby exchanged, uh, ex- exchanged a gentlemanly handshake, which is always really appreciated. Uh, of course, I'm getting super far ahead of myself, but uh, I know I can get pretty fired up and and locked in like Bobby Portis when I'm on the court, uh, my myself, and that can ruffle some feathers. But you know, you gotta you gotta give uh, props where props are due. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll maybe get into some more of my basketball action uh, later on in this episode. But it's certainly not nearly as entertaining. Uh, as the Bucks taking the lead actually by halftime, 48 to 47 behind that early second quarter run, uh, Giannis, Chris, and Noara all had uh, 11 points each uh, at halftime, and Rogier had tallied 16 points for himself. Uh, something I didn't see coming was Bobby and Gordon Hayward getting mixed up, and then shortly after Hayward actually catching an elbow, uh, near the eye. So these were actually two isolated incidents. I don't remember what the deal was with, uh, Bobby and Hayward the first time around, but, uh, yeah, later on, uh, Hayward caught that bow from, uh, Bobby, but naturally that was inadvertent as it would be a much bigger story if somehow, uh, if somehow Bobby Portis had uh, pulled around our test on on uh, <laughs> on Hayward there. And uh, as we get further along into this contest, uh, Rogier really started to play out of his mind early uh, in the third quarter. And uh, the Hornets also on, on the defensive end went into a zone, but the Bucs uh, couldn't quite shoot over it. Uh you know, despite having a plethora of, of shooters out there around Giannis. And, uh, Bucks also weren't helped by, uh, McDaniels sinking a buzzer beater, uh, going into the fourth, uh, quarter. That's Jalen McDaniels. I hesitated for a second. Jaden McDaniels is the younger brother who is, uh, Who's on the Minnesota Timberwolves and I'd say the consensus is that Jaden is the better prospect but as you would guess by looking at the younger brother Jalen's no slouch himself and has a has a has an NBA body to be sure defensive prowess and uh Could probably knock down an open three, but despite all that, I'm not the biggest McDaniels expert. Going into the fourth quarter, the Hornets had actually taken their lead back, uh, 74 to 85. And Noara actually led all Bucks in scoring with 18 points. And Rozier had gotten up to 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, both teams uh, struggled to even snag a single field goal made early in the fourth quarter. Uh, similar to how the Hornets started off the second, I wonder if if uh, James Brago, coach of the Hornets, maybe maybe saw that and switched things up uh, later on, but. We wouldn't get to see that as, believe it or not, we don't actually play the Hornets every game, although that's what it seemed like uh, for a bit. And uh, something else familiar as of late is uh, Chris Middleton going off and uh, scoring the first nine bucks points uh, in the fourth quarter. And then later on, Chris would toss a lob up to Giannis, who would spike at home. And... Another trend from this game was the Bucks following uh, three-point shooters. They had done so uh, at least three times. The broadcast had pointed out, following uh, two two Lamelo Ball threes and then uh, one Terry Rozier three. However, the Bucks were aided by uh, P.J. Washington earning his fifth foul with more than five minutes left I'd mentioned earlier that I do uh I do like PJ Washington as as a prospect with all the versatility that he brings although Plumlee is their preferred starter for for a bit more size uh I think uh PJ can do a lot more with the ball in his hands I think I was particularly impressed by him even attacking the basket from the three-point arc at, at one point which isn't Seen often by a guy who fills in at the center spot sometimes. Um, But he obviously can can defend up and can hit a three and uh, maybe a little more rarely uh, put the ball on the floor and make a play. But um, that's a huge reason why, you know, as someone who really doesn't have any any uh, chips left in the game? Whatever the analogy uh, should have been there, um, I'd be really interested to see see something happening with one of the uh, Indiana Pacers' bigs going back to, or yeah, going to the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, PJ Washington being a piece going back uh, to the Pacers, but. There definitely has to be a bit more, uh, thrown in there on the Hornets side, given that's bonus is a two time, two time all star, the Lithuanian there. And then of course, Miles Turner, his, uh, all defensive caliber, uh, bloke who can, uh, seemingly fit like a glove on most rosters. Of course, Bucks fans have thought a lot about, um, him him as uh, the ideal Brooke replacement Uh, knock on wood because I did actually listen to uh, the Athletic NBA show today and uh, on Andrew versus the Beat uh, they played their little contest versus Eric Name. and naturally he was questioned about Brooke and Eric says that the organization seems quite optimistic on it so much that it even takes it takes Eric back because uh, after all, Brooke is a seven-footer um, and a seven-footer who's a bit into his 30s and has played uh, over a decade in the association. But uh, that's, of course, uh, really encouraging to hear Um, from a franchise that uh, has uh, kept things to their self a little more than we'd like. In any event, back to this game. um, uh, Bobby Portis uh, had another impressive uh, block. I hope someone out there is creating a list of uh, of repeats from my notes because, uh, this won't be the first, uh, unpredictable Bobby block of the week. Um, but this block on the red hot rogier by Bobby, um, was actually reviewed, uh, to see if it met the flagrant criteria because Bobby had caught Rogier uh, a bit in the face. Um, however, the the refs ruled that uh, that Bobby hadn't really followed through much on his uh, on his block attempt, and it was clearly inadvertent. But uh, of course, whenever there's contact around the face, um, more times than not, there is a flagrant one assessed. But uh, good on the refs here for using. For using a, a bit of their discretion on this one in the Bucks' favor, but that wouldn't, um, but yeah, that wouldn't really do it for the Bucks to uh, complete their comeback um, as uh, Giannis. Uh, Got sent to the free throw line after a soft foul. Only made one of those two uh, shots of the charity stripe. But Wesley Matthews got uh, got an extremely timely putback there for uh, not... Well, I would say this was... That was maybe the luckiest late game uh, play of the week for the Bucks where... Where it seemed like the universe wasn't gonna let us lose back-to-back game against the Hornets with uh, with Chris and Giannis in the lineup, but nevertheless, the next time down, uh, ball was driving towards the cup, and um, he said post-game that he was he was looking to, for someone uh, on the left wing or yeah, in the left corner for a three, Um you could tell by how. Uh, of course, unorthodox LaMelo's shot is here. His momentum is drifting towards that left corner, uh, but then he he tosses up the the runner o- over Wesley Math. He's going to his left, and it is a really interesting shot because he is going for just a a, a nice little, just a nice uh, easy little floater over West. But then he kind of readjusts and bring brings his left left hand uh, in to make it look a bit more uh, like a jumper, but yeah, perhaps this is the play that sticks in my mind most from this game because you know, I'm human and sometimes when we're burned from certain events, uh, we tend to repress things and that was uh, likely this note that I have marked just T.O. for turnover. And it was uh, Giannis having uh, having the ball with the last possession of the game. And um, I really must have repressed this. Probably because uh, luckily the Lamelo ball game winner got more press. But either way, Giannis... Uh, Giannis drove and, um, and, uh, thought that he would be able to create a better shot for his teammates than he would for himself. And he found Pat Connaughton, uh, in the left corner that on the previous play, LaMelo Ball was, uh, was, uh, looking at, but a, uh, real rough pass from Giannis had it going, uh, Going into the stands, and uh, Pat couldn't quite recover the harsh pass as he was seeing if he could get it out to uh, Wes. But I believe it was Rozier who kind of who kind of rotated uh, just in time to make Pat hesitate, throwing it throwing it into Wes, and ball just ended up going out of bounds. Uh, but. You know, we had an 11-point deficit going into the fourth. Um, that was, and that was after taking the lead back in the second quarter. So maybe we didn't. Maybe we just didn't quite deserve this win, if we're being honest. Uh, as you might notice, if you're looking at the recent schedule, that our that our um, Only two wins of the past six games were against uh, title contenders in the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, The latter I will definitely advertise in our title because uh, why not? It's a title. I get to choose it, and I want it to be a positive note. But uh, I think even Giannis had a comment alluding to, um, albeit subconscious, he said, playing a little bit too much to the competition by that i mean playing uh playing their best ball and being the most prepared when they're uh playing other title contenders but perhaps relaxing a little bit when you're uh when you're playing teams that may or may not be in the play-in uh tournament like some of these other squads but But we do have uh, more game action to cover here before we get into that Warriors game that uh, that you may have came here to hear about. Uh, the Bucks did sign guard uh, Lindell uh, Wiggington to a two-way contract. Uh, Lindell averaged... Seventeen point three points, five point four rebounds, and four point eight assists in thirty point nine minutes uh, throughout his eighteen games and twelve starts with the with the Wisconsin herd. Um, yeah, Lindell. He's I believe he's a smaller guard. He's about six one. Um less than 200 pounds, but, uh, shorter frame. So that, that may not necessarily be, uh, unexpected. Uh, I know he did get, uh, some time in that Warriors game. Um, well, of course, garbage time came a little sooner than some may have expected. Um, but as I was, I was going to get to that was of course the game that I had to miss this week. It was my busiest busiest day of the week uh, for not only my day job but also I had a I had my own performance uh, like Giannis on a to get to. So um, really only got to uh, catch the highlights from this one, but. It is nice when you know you're not going to be able to to keep an eye on the game when when uh when your phone alerts are able to, to do the job and let you know that hey Devin this isn't one that that you're going to miss um perhaps perhaps the most clutch shot uh of the season cuz I remember as I was driving to my basketball game the the Bucks had something like a 20 to 5 uh, lead and eventually uh, at halftime the the Bucks uh, held the their second highest somehow their second highest at halftime lead of 39 points after Bobby Portis uh, sunk a three on the left wing and uh, and shimmied right in front of the. <laughs> Right in front of uh, the uh, Bucks bench, with uh, I believe it was Javante Smart uh, punching him in the chest, and uh, of course the nasty uh, lingering around there to join in on the on the celebration, and yeah, that was perhaps my favorite moment that I caught from the highlights. But um, yes, one of the first things I wanted to fact check before going over these notes was, um, actually, that included me correcting my previous notes. I thought that was our biggest halftime lead of the season, and perhaps ever for the Milwaukee Bucks, but earlier this year, the Bucks had a 41 point uh, halftime lead against the Orlando Magic. That was 77 to 36, an eventual 123 to 92 blowout on uh, Monday, November 22nd. So it definitely would have been sweeter knowing that that record was against a team with uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, but. Also worth mentioning, not only were we without uh, Drew Holiday, but the Warriors were, were without um, were without Draymond Green. But yeah, still hard to say one single player is worth a uh, forty point difference at halftime. Uh, Giannis also finished with. A thirty-point triple-double in twenty-nine minutes. He finished with thirty points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists, three blocks, eleven to seventeen from the field, and eight to twelve from the free-throw line. Chris finished with twenty-three points, five rebounds, and seven assists in twenty-nine minutes. Shooting seven to thirteen from the field, five to seven from three, and four of four uh, from the line. Clay Thompson uh, finished with 11 points and 2 rebounds. 3 of 11 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, 3 of 3 from the line. And Steph finished with just 12 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, 2 steals, but 4 of 11 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, and 2 of 2 from the line. And that again, was in 29 Minutes. Uh, Wesley Matthews was uh, receiving huge praise uh, on the Internet for the job that he had done on on Stephen Curry. I Again, like I mentioned, I have five basketball reference pages open. Uh, the reason for me looking at Steph's right now is uh, because... I was like, man, 12 points for Stephen Curry. How many times has that happened this season? Can I say that that's a season season low and I cannot. Uh, Steph actually only scored nine points. And no, he didn't end up leaving this game early. That was in 32 minutes. He was three of 17 from the field uh, against the Miami Heat. And, of course, these aren't two teams that I cover regularly, but I still feel like I would have remembered a game at least vaguely, especially because this was on uh, January 3rd, too, so not that long ago. But... Yeah, final score wasn't even that crazy And that Oh, that was in a Warriors win? I can't even... And yeah, holy cow. I am uh, I'm still looking at the same stat line by Steph and the Warriors won by seven still. What a world we live in. Steph and Curry ruined basketball. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. Um, but yeah, Steph also scored 12 points at least two other times this year like um, yeah so oh yeah there it is so you may remember around uh, the beginning of December end of November when the uh, Warriors and Suns played in back to back games not two games and two nights but they played, played each other twice in a row and uh, the first one, the Suns actually beat the Warriors, so I'm sure um, McCall Bridges got a got a ton of attention. I'm not crazy. I know at one point this season, people were talking about if Bridges uh, deserves uh, some Defensive Player of the Year buzz. Um, but Steph also scored only 12 Points, and this time in 37 minutes against the Toronto Raptors on uh, November 21st. So, yeah, I guess we can't start the Wesley Matthews Defensive Player of the Year campaign quite yet. But shout out Wes. I feel like he's looking... I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of psychology theory out there about um, expectations and whatnot, but um, I don't know. I keep telling myself that that Wes that Wes looks even more spry in his second stint with the Bucks now, but um, not sure if that's true at all. But um, Sure as hell, seems like he's defending the same. So, so shout out to uh, Wesley Matthews. Um, also, shout out to Clay Thompson, who, of course, he didn't have his best night, but he looks like he's um, still still has around a twenty. 20- a 20-minute limit on games given that he hadn't played in over 900 days. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about about a Blake Griffin bit as well from a J.J. Reddick podcast when you may remember from uh, a year ago people, people were calling uh, I don't know what they were calling Blake but they were making fun of him like maybe saying he was a fraud in Detroit because uh, he hadn't he hadn't uh, dunked in like a hundred and eighty days or something like that and like being a funny guy he was talking a bunch of junk about fans and rightfully so about like about when did we start measuring things in days but I don't know um, but. Yeah, of course uh Clay's one of uh, everybody's favorite personalities and uh the game's just better uh with him around. I know a billion other people have have uh have given their praises to Clay Thompson and people who are more qualified to do so and have watched him more, but regardless uh official shout out to Clay Thompson. A uh, couple glaring stat lines from this game: uh, the Bucks shot fifty one point two percent from the field to the Golden State Warriors thirty four point seven. The Bucks also had the point in the paint uh, victory with uh, forty to twenty nine, and uh, the Bucks also led nineteen to four in fast break points. Uh, those were, like really the only three stats that like really jumped out to me. I almost would have expected it to be part of me. I almost would have expected there to be like, like 10 categories that were just absurd, but you know, with it, with an insane halftime lead and, uh, the game pretty much being over at that point things will regress uh, to the to the mean a bit more especially when we have uh, might have some newbies playing like uh, our friend uh, Lindell Wiggington forget if I mentioned but fun fact is I was doing my research about him, Lindell is just the third Nova Scotian to ever play in the NBA so shout out Lindell and also, his name is Wigginton, which is very close to Andrew Wiggins, who, of course, Maple Jordan himself uh, happened to take an L against the Bucks that night. But, you know, in any event, um, I also just wanted to point out that Bobby Portis also had 20 points in that contest um so bobby chris and Giannis combined for 73 points grayson tallied 15. uh no one else got to double digits and yeah it looks like the bench combined for about 24 points for the bucks Maybe could have been higher given the presumptive amount of garbage time in this one. But, you know, I'll admit, I feel like I should should have gathered a bit more notes on this one. But hard to when we, we know we have two more games to get to that I will clearly have to breeze through. But listeners may not hate that quite as much because the... Mood's a bit more downer with the next two losses. I will admit, and of course, I had to uh, I had to play in my own basketball game that Thursday night. I guess I'll just share that that Thursday was was an incredibly crazy day. Um, I don't like going into my day job too much on this show one because it's not interesting, but uh, you know, people say. Uh, Say things they don't mean sometimes When you know they have to do things For 40 hours a week And Well Crazy week Because I was doing onboarding I had been working where I work For quite some time but um, I went from being a Contractor to an actual full time Employee on their payroll so I had to go through Onboarding plus the Way my job operates uh, operates on like a biweekly schedule. Not that I only work every other week, but particularly cumbersome every other week. That happened to fall in this week, and yeah, things were just crazy. So something happened, and I turned what would have been a nine p.m. night. Well, the crazy thing that had happened made it a 9 p.m. kind of night I will for the record say that this wasn't my fault but again no one cares and I I said to myself I remember that day I was like you know what it's been a long week not been a long week and a long day I know I'm gonna have to work late but I really want to hoop today and I'm really happy I did Even though it made me work until like 11.45 p.m. Um, So that's all that I was up to that Thursday. Uh, Not to create an excuse, but definitely out of the ordinary. Um, And no, we didn't win our basketball game, but we had fun. Anyhow, I will get back into the basketball action here. Um, the next game on the docket was uh, was the third loss of the season to the Toronto Raptors in three games. So the Raptors uh, completed the series, the season series sweep against the Bucks. Um, after Siakam actually. Um, dropped his own 30-point triple-double after Giannis had done so. Uh, Thursday night, Raptors won 96-103. Buck starters were Chris, Grayson, Wes, Giannis, and Portis. The Raptors starters (laughs) were Siakam, Van Vliet, OG, Precious Precious Achua, and uh, Chris Boucher. Uh, no Scotty Barnes in this one, which makes it slightly more disappointing. Um, but as advertised with the, uh, Orlando Met Mag- or <laughs> why did I say Orlando magic? I guess I'm thinking about, uh, DJ Augustine's, uh, game winner against them, uh, a couple playoffs ago, but. The Toronto Raptors, going into this season, everyone knew that that they would be uh, an incredibly hard team to play. Not because they'll run up the score on you, but but uh, you'll just hate playing them um, on the defensive end. And uh, that uh, obviously proved true in this one, as the Bucks only scored. 96 points. And uh, speaking of the Orlando Magic, a very Orlando Magic lineup out there with... Uh, with uh, I don't know, I guess I nominally put Siakam at the point guard here. Of course, positions mean nothing nowadays, and Van Vliet's more of a point guard, but... Um, But also, if you're moving Siakam closer to his true position, I wouldn't call, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call Og Ananobi a shooting guard either. But uh, Og Ananobi really impressed me uh, in this game as well. Um, I know he had been the preseason uh, most improved uh, player favorite for a couple years now because people have seen. Uh, Little glimmers of what he can do on offense. And, of course, he's an all-world defender. Um, But, yeah, OG was really really able to put it on the floor a lot in this game. Um, And, yeah, just surprised me a little bit as someone who um, hasn't really watched much Toronto Raptors. I don't know if any outside of... Outside of these Bucks games, but the uh, the Bucks did get out to a hot start in this game, like they had uh, against the Warriors, um, and we uh, got to see a little more spunk from Bobby Portis as well, who who got face to face with uh, Pascal Siakam, and George Hill even sunk a uh, well. It's funny. I would written it in my notes as a buzzer-beating three, and it was quite close. But apparently, it was waved off. But the Bucks still, even without George's three not counting, had a twenty-nine to twenty-three or a twenty-nine to twenty lead after the first quarter. Um, early in the second quarter is when I had I had noted that uh, that OG proved to be able to penetrate the paint, including uh, including a dunk in traffic. Uh, just blowing by uh, Chris Middleton and uh, Giannis not being uh, quite aware enough to make a difference either. The Raptors also shortly went to the their box in one um, that had, of course, stifled the Bucks in the 2019 uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, um, where they had built that wall that uh, that. Uh, Giannis talked so much about, uh, about plowing through that wall, but although those comments weren't, weren't the favorite of many fr- of many fans at the time, uh, again, shout out to our guy, Giannis for, uh, for bringing one home to the good land. Um, and in that same breath, uh, the Bucks were still able to able to score enough and hold their lead for a bit in the second quarter uh, despite the uh, Raptors going to that box and one. I know uh, my heart might have dropped a little bit when I would heard that. Um, and Bobby also had another awesome transition swat on Siakam and uh, in another possession shortly after had stripped Pascal. So you may recall I would earlier mentioned Bobby getting face to face with Siakam so maybe maybe that had lit a bit of uh maybe that lit a bit of a fire underneath him but we all know Bobby doesn't need any extra motivation he he rises and grinds and stays locked in no matter what and and yeah that's truly how I felt that during that previous uh game on Thursday when I when I had pulled that, that uh, 13 or so uh, hour day, but still went and uh, got some buckets, or rather uh, rather set some screens, uh, got, called for some fouls. That's more of the regular for your guy. Regardless, Bucks led 49 to 46 at half. Grayson had 15 points. And two rebounds to OG Ananobi's 14 points and two rebounds at half. Um, let's see. Um, in the third quarter, the uh, Bucks started 3 of 12 from 3, but the but the Raptors made half of their uh, 12 uh, three-point attempts to start the third quarter as the Raptors actually... Uh, Tied it up. Uh, Giannis would would pull up for three three and splash one, even with a hand in his face. And uh, Dante, similar to Bobby at the end of the second quarter, at the end of the third quarter, Dante had a steal and a block in back-to-back late third quarter possessions, but still the Raptor shooting... uh, Took over, uh, took the lead from the Bucks as the Raptors led 69 to 73. After three quarters, Giannis with 17 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Siakam with 17 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. <coughs> Excuse me. Obligatory water break. I knew my throat would get a little. little dry, uh, talking for 50-plus minutes straight, but nonetheless, still more to get to. Precious Achuo has called for a travel uh, under the basket, and George Hill followed that up with two threes in a row before Nick Nurse time out. Um, But Precious would redeem himself by sinking an unpredictable fadeaway free-throw line jumper as the shot clock expired. That might have been a strong indication that Yet again, like the Charlotte Hornets game, it maybe just wasn't quite uh, the Bucks' night. Even though Giannis would swat the snot out of uh, Chris Boucher, but get called for uh, two uh, offensive fouls in the fourth quarter, Van Vliet would would uh, tally his fifth foul. Though, what um, Wesley Matthews uh, apparently. Apparently, uh, defensive player of the year candidate uh, according to no one else but myself uh, drove for two late in the fourth but um, but on the next possession OG would be able to collect his own uh, collect his own miss uh, after being defended by Wes and uh, yeah somehow be able to, to get the offensive rebound over Wesley Matthews and uh yeah in the end the Bucks lost 96 to 103 Giannis with another 30 point night but uh couldn't couldn't repeat his uh 30 point triple double as he uh just had six rebounds and four assists to go along with his his totals meanwhile Siakam uh posted uh, 30 points, 10 rebounds, and, t- and uh, 10 assists, uh, showing that he was, uh, again, the Giannis light that uh, Toronto Raptors fans maybe were expecting from him when, uh, when uh, Kawhi Leonard left um, unpredictably for the uh, LA Clippers, even after winning the title in Toronto. Of course, no hard feelings from Toronto fans, you would have to think. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking a lot about that myself right now. Actually, I'm writing about the Toronto Raptors in light of, uh, their series, uh, sweep from us. I may be advertising that coming up soon, but, uh, we'll see how I'm feeling with that. Um, and, uh. Yeah, clawing our way to the end here, we have one more loss uh, to cover. This one, uh, last night on Martin Luther King Day, the uh, Bucks lost to the Hawks after a late 20-5 run, taking their first lead at the 4.5-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Uh, Bucks lost 114 to 121. The Bucks starters were George Hill, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, de and Bobby Bortis. The Hawks starters were uh, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, uh, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Anyaka Kangwu. You'll notice that uh, the Hawks were without uh, Clint Capella, which, uh, you know figured to, uh, really help the odds, uh, for the Bucks, who like to play big, uh, of course, uh, no avail, and, uh, yeah, and Yaka Okonwu, though, a really impressive young big guy, I know he had, he's had a, a moment or two against the Bucks and some big minutes, of course, the Hawks gave us a bit of a scare last postseason with their, their, uh, 0-2 start, uh, you know coinciding with uh Giannis's scare but uh you know thankfully that can all uh, be looked back on fondly now uh, as part of as part of uh last summer's journey but of course last summer is no more and uh you know if we are staying in in the now I don't blame you if you don't if you don't want to in terms of a uh, Bucks basketball at the moment. Um, yeah, we'd rather Yucca Okonwu not, but uh, I'll get to more of Onyeka's uh, defense, particularly on Giannis. Um, all the more impressive, but both squads started pretty cold, missing a combined 14 of 15 field goal attempts to begin this game. Uh, Grayson Allen also scored. Uh 6 of the bucks first 8 points um of course Grayson let us in scoring at halftime during the last game so um I don't know always treat when when Grayson's uh doing it on both ends uh he he definitely can uh put up points but uh when he's when he's next to You know, when he's next to Giannis, Chris, and Drew, of course, that's not always what we ask of him. Um, but we are happy that we can rely on Giannis slamming it on, uh, John Collins head. And, um, unfortunately though, uh, this would be a, a battle between two greats on uh, either side, with Trey Young, Sp- Young splashing a three over some uh, tough Wesley Matthews defense. It's not going to be the fir- the last time I say that in this recap, but the Bucks still had had a bit of a cushion going into the second quarter, a 26 to 17 Bucks lead after one. Chris Middleton with eight points and two rebounds to Trey Young's seven points. And again, someone's keeping keeping that list out there. I hope of a uh, of uh, Bucks themes from this week. Um, as uh, Chris Middleton scored the Bucks' first twelve points in the second quarter. Um, all the way back in that Hornets game earlier in the week, Chris had scored uh, nine straight Bucks points in the fourth quarter. So. Uh, it's always a note I, I like to be able to come back to. Um, Chris Middleton doing a great job. It's worth mentioning. I'd be, be remiss if I didn't. Uh, he's really filled in a lot in uh, Drew Holiday's absence. So even though the consensus and rightfully so has been that uh, that Drew... Would be our second all-star if we were to get a second. Uh, it's not like uh, Chris hasn't hasn't done well himself either. Um, again, I, Eric named today on the uh, Athletic NBA show. This was not from today, though I'm behind on my podcasts either way. Um, Eric had pointed out that Uh, Butt of the Bucks have made a concerted effort to try to uh, keep uh, Drew Holiday involved in the offense, and uh, Eric said that perhaps uh, some of Drew's struggles in uh, in the in the playoffs might might have to do with uh, with Drew still not not being fully integrated. into this Bucks team uh, after a full season and all throughout uh, up until this season, it was really the Chris Middleton show, and for good reason when Giannis was off the court. But uh, adjustment from from uh, Bud this year was to uh, give it up to Drew when when uh, Giannis is off the court, but. Um, course we still have all of the faith in uh chris middleton uh, as we should but later on in the second quarter Giannis was able to find dante divincenzo for back-to-back threes but dante was unfortunately uh stuffed at the rim by john collins which you know is nothing to get down down on of course john collins at least six nine and uh and uh, an even more impressive leaper. Um, fortunately, Trey Young was able to, to lob it up to Anyaka Kongwu on two consecutive possessions, uh, but uh, Wesley Matthews was able to answer with a big uh, corner three before Nate McMillan uh, time out, and the Bucks led 62 to 50 at halftime. Chris with 15 points, three rebounds, and three assists to Trey Young's 11 points, two rebounds, and six assists. And uh, at halftime, uh, I thought this was probably our first sign that that we were going to be jinxed and the game might be ripped away from us <laughs> like it had two other times this week. But broadcast shared that the Hawks were 2 of 18 this... Ooh. Sorry, Drew, recording the pod. Sorry, I can't pick up your call right now. <laughs> Um excuse me. Hawks are were two of eighteen this season when trailing at halftime. Uh they're now three of eighteen. And uh singing more of the Bucks praises uh at halftime uh broadcast also shared that the Bucks that seven Bucks made at least one one three-point attempt in the first half. Uh we also got to see Giannis with an amazing recovery block on Anyaka Kangwu um, after after uh, a controversial uh, foul call uh, on Anyaka Kangwu. You know, at least I honestly didn't think it was that controversial. The um, well, naturally, the fans in Atlanta, but even even the broadcast was questioning. Uh, the first, uh, I don't know, impressive uh, Aniyeka defensive play that I recall from this game, but um, this first time around, Aniyeka had clearly uh, missed the ball <laughs> on on Giannis's uh, shot attempt and just completely grabbed him uh, in the in the hand or wrist area and didn't get the ball. Um, so yeah, Giannis disrupted uh, what could have been a third on Yucca uh, oop from the past uh, two quarters. Uh, and of course, Bucks fans were at least uh, given a bit of a flashback to that uh, Sun series a bit with, with yet another uh, Giannis recovery block, but uh, of course this isn't the first time we've seen it since the final, so uh, I'm hoping that this will be a trend as well that we can uh, add to our themes list. Um, I'd sang some praises earlier about OG Ananobi uh, having I don't know, a lot more of expanded offensive game that I had than I had uh, expected of course uh, OG an all world defender but I saw a lot of that as well in DeAndre Hunter he was the defensive player of the year in basketball um, the year before he was drafted or I guess leading up to his draft year or whatever so I think of uh, DeAndre a lot uh, as the same but in the second half, especially uh, Hunter was putting the putting the ball on the floor a lot more and creating for himself and others. Um, but I thought the Bucks were still doing a good job uh, uh, moving the ball around, making as many guys as possible got their hands on it. Um, so at the very least, even if uh, even if of course uh, as advertised, there's going to be a. Um, Trey Young ripping our hearts out shortly. Uh I don't know. The Hawks can be a fun team to play because cause they're gonna play great offense. They're gonna allow us to play great offense. So uh at least we'll be entertained for uh three and a half quarters. But the Bucks still led 88 to 83. You'll you you'll notice the lead dwindling a bit. Uh after three quarters, Chris with 26 points, four rebounds, and four assists, and John Collins with 16 points, two rebounds, and two assists. Um, somehow, despite uh, the lead here, Trey Young had gone uh, 21 minutes of game action without a field goal made. I don't know how much of that time was actually spent with him uh, on the court, but I mean, that's a that's that's an extended period of time, to, uh, to say the least. Of course, who could have gotten to the line as well. But uh, Pretty crazy note from the broadcast. The Bucks also went on a 9-0 run, uh, believe it or not, in the early fourth quarter. Um, and there were several turnovers uh, in the fourth quarter, by, but it was by both sides, and the Bucks were still um, doing not quite as bad in that category. However, uh, the Hawks went on a thirteen to three run before building that up to uh, to twenty and five to take their first lead at four and a half minutes. And uh, right around this same time was when was when Akangwu uh, actually got got the the clean uh, block of the two memorable contests that I have from this game. And, uh, yeah, this one was clearly all ball. He was actually coming a little bit from behind Giannis, but got his hands up pretty quick there to, to meet Giannis as he was going up for the lay in. Uh, yeah, not something, not something we like to see, uh, as much as I like to root for young guys, uh, I'd rather not in this case. And, uh, yeah, but later on in this game, with uh, with it still in reach, Chris and George Hill missed two open threes in a row. That could have tied the game. Uh, Trey also hit uh, hit a three over George Hill. Um, but Bobby would answer with a contested uh, corner three. Of course, uh, Bobby, our darling angel, as always. A point I was the most upset about, and... You can't blame me for jinxing because, or maybe you can blame me, but no, I won't say it's jinxing. It would have been jinxing if I would have been negative about DeAndre Hunter, uh, early on, but I was actually singing his praises before. And then he goes and hits, it hits a huge runner, uh, from further out than I, than I, than I would have expected to, uh, to, uh. Yeah, to add a bit more of a cushion in there for the Hawks, and then Giannis was whistled for a charge, and uh, even though uh, Pat would would shortly after hit a deep three pointer, um, we would have to keep keep sending Trey Young to the line, and uh, of course with his shooting prowess. Uh, it was uh, curtains for the Bucks as they lost one fourteen to one twenty one. This was also Chris Middleton's season high. Believe it was thirty four. Yeah, Chris Middleton finished with thirty four point seven rebounds and four assists. He accidentally nearly pulled up a. YouTube video there. <laughs> Hopefully that didn't come through, but uh, Trey Young finished with 30 points, four rebounds, and 11 assists. So, yeah, not not a great end of the week, but we can at least uh, look back fondly on the wins against the Nets and the Warriors within the past couple couple weeks, and remember that the Bucks are NBA champions, and we can still. Hang with the best of them. Uh, Drew Holiday, day to day. Hopefully, we'll get him back, and then everything will will also get back to normal. Perhaps with with um, Drew's second All Star uh, appearance as well. Uh, but I can't end quite on that, so <laughs> I will just share that we will be playing the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow at seven o'clock central, and then the Bulls Friday at seven o'clock central. So those are two teams that we definitely have our our work uh, our work cut out for us uh, against, but. <laughs> If the past two weeks mean anything, maybe maybe it's a good sign for the Bucks. Uh, those teams are both uh, in the top four of their respective conferences, um, <laughs> and then if we're, I guess if we're following that same um, inverse rationale, uh, I will actually be attending the game on Saturday, the twenty second, against the Sacramento Kings, which has been. Uh, change to a six o'clock start uh, to avoid a bit of the conflict with the uh, Packers game the yeah winter go home game so maybe I'll just be sitting there by myself with uh, with uh, three Jack and Cokes or something but you know how am I gonna host a show? and not go to the game that i have tickets for. i'm not going to pretend like i was ever thinking of that, but uh, i'll give you i'll give you my updates from there, but hopefully the bucks will have turned it around a bit. until then, i'll see you in another life, brother. thank you for tuning in to nuck a You buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. we hope you join us again soon. see you in another life, brother.